to Broncos Europe uh, joined today again by Colin. We're back with Mark again. Hey, Mark. And today joined by another person from DNVR, uh, our friends over at DNVR. We're trying to get the full collection now. We've had Ryan, we've had Zach, we have had Ali, and now we're leaving it to, to the main man now, Andre Simone. How are you, man? Good. Doing great. Really, uh, Really happy to be here, you know, with my uh, Italian roots. I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing for fans out in Europe. I know I, I could have used it when I was a, a youngster growing up in Italy. So uh, really nice to be here. Kind of feels like coming full circle in my career being on this show. <laughs> it's only starting now. That, 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 that's that's <laughs> yeah. the crazy thing. And, and the funny thing is, man, as well, I know people probably see it themselves. We've been very lucky to hook up with Emanuele and Luca and Sergio mm -hmm. over at Denver Broncos Italia. And I know you've been on the uh, the previous podcast with them, and I'm sure you're always welcome on the new one as well. But it's great to have them on board with us. And to be honest, the the more the merrier. And yeah, you have sort of uh, brought into the first sort of conversation that we were going to have. You obviously have uh, Italian roots, Italian heritage. Can you even maybe go into a bit of uh, background on that there, man? Yeah, you bet. Um... My my dad's Italian, my mother's American, my mother's from Denver, right around here. So um, they met in Italy, actually, but then lived together in the U.S. for 10 years. I was born, my two twin sisters were born, and when I turned three, we moved to Italy. So three to 18, my formative years were spent in Italy, but we'd always come to the States for the summer and, you know, I would get all the football magazines or I'd get Madden for my computer. I'd get like college football preview magazines. I'd get the sports almanac with all the stats. Cause you know, this is the nineties boys. We didn't have streaming internet. It was like, you know, <laughs> my grandpa would mail me a VHS of the Super Bowl that I could watch two months later when it came in the mail. You know, that's, that's how I grew up. So the few VHSs I had, I would watch them at nauseum. And then I would just absorb these stats and these books and make them my own. And in fact, what I become is a film analyst and statistician. And it's because I grew up in Italy and that's, that's my only way of consuming football were those two ways. Uh, I can uh, empathize uh, with, with <laughs> yes. at least so, some of that. <laughs> yeah. like in the, in the, uh, the kind of early 90s in Ireland, it was, it was very similar, mm. but... Um, we can see the uh, the AC flag uh, behind mm -hmm. you there. Um, I think it might be interesting if you had to pick uh, an Italian, a Serie A team that um, maybe that would would be you think the Broncos would be similar to. Uh, mm. Is there a team that you think you know the the Broncos franchise uh, would would be similar to, even if it's maybe not your favorite team or or a team you particularly like? What a great, great question. Because in, in some ways, we're having a bit of a moment like AC is having, right? One of the prouder franchises, been to a lot of Super Bowls, always had really stable ownership. And now with that ownership changing, or at least going in flux, gone through kind of a rougher patch than anything we've suffered in the last 30 years. Then I think of all the Super Bowl losses, and I think, well, maybe there's some Juve there with all the Champions League final losses. And I think of the, the great crowds and the passion that Broncos fans bring. And that's really the driving force of what makes the Broncos great. And there, I think maybe there's a little Napoli in us. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one to peg. I've always felt that the, 
for for Europeans trying to understand college football or Americans trying to understand European football, the best analogy is college football and European soccer. You know, the, maybe the Premier League has become the SEC because there's lots of tradition, but there's that new money. And the, the, the Big Ten is more like Spain, where it's top-heavy, but uh, lots of tradition there too, but they're, you know, not too competitive. Italy's become a little like the ACC, where Clemson dominates and everyone else is left. You know, Florida State and Miami, Milan and Inter aren't what they used to be. So that's another analogy I'll throw your way. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. That's absolutely spot on. <laughs> yeah. I think about this stuff way too much, sadly. Yeah. Obviously, Michael touched on it before that, you know, we're getting the whole crowd on from DNVR. You know, we're massive supporters of you guys over there. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's amazing that you are supporting us in this way as well. I just want to know that what's it like working for a company like DNVR where everyone's such like, they seem like a close-knit community. Everyone, no matter what sport they report on, they all get involved with each other. Uh, and a little add-on, what's it like working for a company that is now opening up their own bar? <laughs> yeah uh second part of the question dangerous is the answer to that one um uh, luckily i'm going through some stomach stuff so i'm not too i'm not too like uh hungry or too uh too thirsty for a lot of beer but no it's it's gonna be dangerous it's also amazing though because just interacting with people just popping into the office um just in the brief time it's been open has been incredible um, you know, interacting with our fans is what makes the MVR so, so amazing. And it's really, really a cool space. And, you know, to think of like how we've grown from the spaces we used to work in to now being on top of a bar in downtown Denver has been really amazing. Um, working at DMVR is incredible. You know, the, the first thing, it all starts from the, the people we have. And, you know, a big part of the reason why we're so supportive and why we, we are the way we are and we try to get behind everything we do is because we've built this thing together from the ground up, you know, and we're really, I mean, truly invested in each other. Um, you know, like that, this is what we've, we've put our cards in the middle of the table. We've gone all in on this and it's slowly grown and rewarded us. Um, so I, I couldn't be more thankful. In fact, being on lockdown, it's been really hard being away from those guys because in, in my position where I'm at the office on a daily basis, that's such a treat to have Drew walk in and he's doing some show and, you know, I get to talk his ear off about baseball or one of the Nuggets guys comes in and we get to talk Rocky or Nuggets and, you know, and so on. And so it's, it's just so exciting. It's such a wonderful atmosphere to be in. I love those people um, so much and I'm so grateful for them. So it's not, it, it's really like a dream. It's, it's great to see the growth as well because we've been, we've been looking to go for uh, three or four years now and obviously these were previously BSM and now DMVR. Right. And it's just amazing to see the growth. And I know the, the opportunity with the bar has just been something that obviously has just exploded for yourselves. And, and we wish you all the very, very best of luck. I'm sure Mark and Colin will both agree. DMVR sure. soccer guys has a very, very good ring to it. I think, <laughs> I think we'll say that and we'll leave it there. I won't even ask them, man. One thing I'll say, though, uh, man, is like literally from our beginnings, Broncos Europe, there's always been this one guy on Twitter that is an expert slash genius at all this um, statistical data with football mm. I, i'd love to know first of all how because i can't get my head around it half the time and you know you, you obviously enjoy the stats but what got you into that in that sense <laughs> yeah it's funny the stats are really funny because i'm um 
I'm not good at math. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people, I don't know, there's a, a great office episode, uh, the, the US office, where a Kevin, who's kind of the, the dummy in the office, um, he, he can't do any math, but they have him do math with like cakes or cookies or something. And then he's a genius and can get it right away. And I'm kind of like that with football, where like numbers don't make sense unless you put them in a frame of football. And then it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Then uh, over a span of a 16-game series, a 16-game season, the 78 rushing yards per game, that equals out to, you know, a thousand whatever. Um, but no, so, and I really had this opportunity through BSN as we were trying to find a role for me um, where we were doing, this was the original bets content. It was BSN ATS against the spread. And um, I was kind of taught a few different uh, algorithms to establish betting lines on a week by week basis, one using yards per play and one using um, a score differential. And I just kind of made those my own and, you know, already kind of had a grasp of football statistics and what have you. And, you know, I've just, the, the more you learn with that, the more you're able to do and you can apply it to other sports and it's just kind of become another part of my job. And it's, I really enjoy it. You know, it's fun to do. I love having the eye test and being able to do the film and the grades based on what I'm seeing but also have the stats to back it up and see where, where the differences are and really get into that kind of stuff. Andrew, you, you talk about um, the film analysis and uh, it, we, it, for some reason in Ireland, we, we add a U, it's film for, for, for us. But <laughs> when, we, when we talk about film and we talk about the stats and um, we, we look at the eye test that you mentioned, like, with all those three together, what do you think this Broncos team can realistically do this season? Yeah, it's interesting because we kind of have a tale of almost two Broncos teams. We have the team that we saw for, what, the first 11 weeks last year uh, where there were some up and down moments and maybe some bad luck at the end of the games. And then we had the final five games with Drew Locke where the defense seemed to be what we thought the defense could be for a while. Um, and Drew was good enough to pick his spots and create enough big plays, extend third downs, uh, extend plays and avoid pressure and uh, really turn them into a competitive team. And so the stats vary in that sense. And the eye test does as well in that if this can be the team we saw at the end of the year, we're looking at a team that could easily should be an eight win team and could easily get to nine or even 10 with a little late game luck, um, especially with some nice additions in this off season. I think we've seen some key improvements. Um, I think Vegas puts them at about a half a win improvement over the course of the off season, because I think if you just look at it on a sheet of paper, it feels like basically they've added what they've lost aside from the draft, you know, you lose Wolf, you add Jarrell Casey, you lose Chris Harris, you add AJ Bouye and so on and so forth. But I think the additions and where they're at in their career um, will be much more impactful than kind of the losses and where they were at in their career. I think the draft is going to be huge for this offense. I think Pat Shermer might be the biggest offseason acquisition of any because what he can do for this young, especially the skill positions is going to be huge. So I think this Broncos team can really surprise some people. I think they'll be, it'll be the first time in a few seasons where they're going to have a winning record and they're going to be right there fighting for an AFC wildcard. 
you just touched upon it then, uh, mentioning the draft and how you think it's going to uh, impact this offense yeah. speci- specifically. Um, your draft podcast that you did, DNVR, single-handedly got me through through the draft. I, I never used <laughs> yeah. to get excited about it at all, and this was the awesome. first draft that I watched. I think I watched all three days from start to finish, and that's unheard awesome. of for me. Um, yeah. You did the you did the mock draft for the first three rounds. I think mm-hmm. just the week before the draft. So who's your favourite pick out of this draft and who's your under-the-radar guy from the draft? Lots to pick from, and I really love the way they've drafted the last couple years. Doing the draft similar to the analytics and film stuff, um, it can be really rewarding when the Broncos go and get guys that you had rated very highly. It can be really tough when it's like, oh, man, what were they doing? What am, I see, what am I seeing that they're not seeing or vice versa? And that's like what happened in 2017 uh, where I absolutely hated the Demarcus Walker pick, for example. But no, I'm, I'm really encouraged by, by this draft. I really think the best pick, I mean, it has to be Jerry Judy. This is a guy who was a, a dominant college player and could be a, a, an instant starter, one of the better route runners in the entire NFL very early in his career. And I think could even surplant uh, Cortland Sutton as the number wide receiver, number one wide receiver on the Broncos very soon. At the same time, maybe value-wise, Lloyd Cushenberry was a better pick because to get him in the late third, a plug-and-play starter and a guy who's similar to Dalton Reisner and Drew Locke Two years ago at the Senior Bowl, I spoke to Lloyd Cushenberry at the Senior Bowl this year, and instantly it was like, wow, this guy's IQ and character, his presence is contagious. He's just at another level like those guys were. So I think what he'll do off-field, what he'll do for that locker room will be immense. Um, And the -the under-the-radar guy, I really think Natane Muti, the guard who also played some offensive tackle at Fresno State, um his tape is outstanding really wonderful to watch uh he could be a plug-and-play starter the only concern is going to be his injury status and unfortunately i've fallen in love with injury guys before that haven't panned out but you never know this stuff can be fluky and if he can stay healthy natane muti could really be a steal yeah i fully agree with you there what what were your thoughts about just one more uh albert okawaver I pronounced that perfectly, by the way. I think you nailed it, yes. (laughs) I've been practicing. (laughs) Very good. I I contractually only need to call him Albert O, so uh, I've got that. Uh, No, but I I love him. I mean, he was my second-rated tight end. I think the, uh, the athleticism is off the charts. I think the, the, the size is prototypical as well. He's not a typical blocking tight end. He's a move tight end, which I think kind of works nicely with the Broncos. You can maybe put him in the backfield and use him a bit like an H-back now that, that you know there's not a true fullback on this roster anymore. So it's guys like Andrew Beck and Albert O maybe being utilized that way, maybe even Troy Fumagalli. Um, but no, I really like his athleticism. I really like the, the mismatch ability that he can create in the passing game. And you got to love the fact that he's already got that familiarity with Drew Locke because those two were, were something else in the SEC uh, in Locke's final year when, when they were a ranked team and no one would have ever expected that. It's uh, I guess the, the one thing we can end on man is this, obviously at the moment you are doing DNVR bets and for anybody that isn't sure of that at the moment, it's a show where both uh, Ryan Collinsberg and Andre look at, 
maybe a certain market each day or maybe a couple of things or what's happening in the sports in general. And that's right. on at midnight in the UK and Ireland. And it's on yes. at 1 a.m. in Europe, live on Twitter uh, and live on YouTube as well. Um, not going to lie, guys, when I seen that gambling became uh, legal in Colorado <laughs> in, in, in sort of start of May, yeah, I was yep. like, oh my God, because like for us, it's it's funny because like, I remember like two years ago, like we, like I, I put a bet on the color of the Gatorade shower in the Super Bowl. Like we, we can bet on yes, anything. Yes. yes. So it, 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 it is interesting to see uh, maybe your guys' you know, perspective on it. And uh, have you found it challenging or are you, are you buzzing that you, that you can actually bring this content now? I mean, it's just been awesome. Uh, it's really been fun. What's been great is having, having this type of a sponsor and DraftKings has really been huge for us. And, having their app, the ability to add uh, certain bets that we want has been, I mean, a dream come true. You know, we have stuff like Cortland Sutton plus Jerry Judy receiving touchdowns or just touchdowns, I believe, versus Kansas City Chiefs wins. We've got uh, Phil Lindsay versus Melvin Gordon prop bets and same with Judy Sutton and we're adding other ones like that. So that's been amazing. It's great that they have all these like sales. So, you know, it, I, at first I thought like, oh yeah, big whoop, it's going to be legal. Like I was writing betting content a couple years ago. It doesn't really even matter. But now that it is, it really has been like a, a complete change. You know, it's just this like great app on my phone, but then they have all these sales because, you know, it's like anything else. They're trying to acquire more customers. So they're incentivized to do more sales and stuff. So it's just been really fun and it's been you know, it, we never would have had the opportunity we've had with doing the betting content we're doing right now. Because if COVID never happens, we're just talking like baseball lines right now and NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs. And that would have been super fun, but it would have just been like what we'll do for the forever until we stop this podcast. But now with COVID, it's been like, okay, what sports do we have to cover? All right, KBO, let's go. I, I did some Faroe Island picks that went terrible. I've been really getting in the <laughs> UFC. Um, Bundesliga, we had a great week early on, and then I was doing terrible on the Bundes too. So yeah. <laughs> it's, been, it's been just a delight getting into all of this and getting creative. And like today I can give you a preview. We're talking about MLB draft props. So I'm really excited about that. That's how I've been spending most of my morning is reading mock drafts on that and stuff. So, uh, no, man, it's, uh, it's, it's just been fantastic. I don't know if anyone else noticed Michael flex earlier. Um, Andre, maybe you can run. The yeah, I and, and I we, can, uh, we can, we <laughs> can find the over or under on uh, Michael bringing that out again in, uh, in, in future videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, that one, that one's a little tough. You, know? <laughs> you gotta give me something is. a little more impartial here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, this, this has been really good fun. And, uh, like all our uh, chats with the, the DNVR crew, and look, I think um, when we get the opportunity to get back over to, to Denver, um, we look forward to the fact that you are going to have a whole host of Irish, English, Germans, Italians, <laughs> yes. Spaniards, yes. Uh, Swiss, all heading to, to the bar that we now really have a, a central place that we can call home right. when we get to Denver will be yeah. very exciting. So um, I would hope that we can have you on again as we approach the season and maybe uh, we'll have um, 
be able to kind of look ahead then to, to really where things will stand. So Jason, thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us. Thank you, guys. Door is always open. English, Italian, whatever you need. I'm here to do podcasts <laughs> for you. Happy to do it. Keep doing the great work Grazie. that you're doing for all our fans out in Italy. I really appreciate all our fans out in Europe in general. So I really appreciate it, fellas. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Thank you.